Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. John thirteen fifteen, Jesus speaking. I have given you an example to follow. 1 John 2, 6. Those who say they live in God, those who call themselves Christians, Christ followers, should live their lives as Jesus did. So you already begin to see that what we're watching in the life of Jesus, and we'll see all the way through the book of Luke, that's my role model. That's who I need to be. The Bible tells us that Jesus was tempted in every way that we are, yet without sin. It's also clear from the scriptures that he lived his life much like everyone else of that time. We need to grasp the importance of Jesus having willingly set his power aside, living like any other mortal, because to do so will help us understand that the power that he used, the power of the Holy Spirit, is available to us as well. Pastor Mark has been teaching from the book of Luke, revisiting the story of the beginning of Jesus' ministry and showing his complete reliance upon the Holy Spirit to lead, guide, and empower him. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark as he begins his message, The Holy Spirit, Essential to Jesus and Us. Well, good morning. You can turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 3. That's where we're at. So glad to be with you today. And it's, uh, it's an exciting time as we begin to think about all the things that God wants to do in our lives as we're instructed from the Word of God. And uh, when I mention a word, I want to see what happens to you when you hear the word essential. What kind of comes to your mind? From my medical background, it would be, I need air to breathe. I need water. Many times in the hospital situation, we had somebody that only had one kidney and they had an infection. Boy, that's essential to get that taken care of. A healthy heart, a functioning brain, all those kind of things. A few weeks ago, we were fasting. Some of you had some essentials you set aside. How many set aside coffee? I'll never make it. I'll never make it. Sugar. You set aside sugar. Yeah, good. And while we're back to that all now, our title today relates to this definition. Here it is. Essential. Absolutely necessary. Extremely important. Crucial. Key. Vital. The title this morning, The Holy Spirit. Essential to Jesus and essential to you. Now, sometimes we don't get the Holy Spirit deal. You'll see him all through the teaching this week and next week. In the Old Testament, the focus of God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the focus of God was in place all through the Old Testament. When we get to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the focus is really 
Jesus. But from the early church on, and even some in the Gospels, we're going to see the focus is the Holy Spirit. So we'll learn together who the Holy Spirit is, what role he has in your life by learning the role that he has in the life of Jesus. We begin Luke chapter 3, verse 21. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. Here we see Jesus being baptized in water by John the Baptist. Now, I told you that CNN's doing this four or five or six or whatever number of week series it is on Sunday nights, all the way to Easter. Last week, they talked about the shroud and all that stuff, and nobody has a clue about that. Tonight, interesting, John the Baptist. Now, remember, when you watch CNN, the History Channel, whatever, you got to kind of close half your eye and your brain, keep it ready, because half the stuff isn't true at all. It's just very liberal. But sometimes we can learn this thing, something. So here, here's Jesus being baptized by John the Baptist. Now, we learned last week, Jesus didn't have to be water baptized. He didn't have any sin. But we learned that he did it to identify with you and with me. That's what Jesus did. He came to show us that he was one of us. Now, notice the next part of the verse. And as he was praying, heaven was open. Now look at verse 22. Look at it in your Bibles. Look at it. And the Holy Spirit descended, key word, on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love with you. I'm well pleased. There's the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now remember, when Jesus came to this earth, As a man, he didn't lose his divinity. He came, he was fully God. It's hard for us to understand that, actually impossible. And yet, he was fully man. Now, you know the history of Jesus. What about the role of the Holy Spirit with Jesus? This is not the first time. Because Jesus was actually conceived by the Holy Spirit. So when he was born, he already had the Holy Spirit in him. Now, he was born sinless. Yet in his humanity, he needed to be filled with the power of God. That's hard for us to understand. You see, when Jesus walked this earth, he was fully God, but he walked as a man. He set his divinity aside. He would need to be empowered By the Holy Spirit. Now, when you think about that, God can be in one place a million times all over the world. Boom, 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 boom. He's all-knowing, all-powerful, everywhere at the same time. That's who Jesus was. That's who the Holy Spirit is. But when Jesus came, he could only be in how many places at one time? One. He's being baptized. He couldn't be anybody else. So when you begin to see Jesus, he's modeling for you and me what you and I need in our life. R.A. Torrey says this, Jesus obtained power for his divine works, not by his inherent divinity, but by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was subject to the same conditions of power as any other man. 
So that relates to us. He was water baptized to relate to us. And now the roles of the Holy Spirit are for you and me. Now, here's the first thing I want you to write down. We're going to see three keys today, and we're going to see one next week. Here it is. Number one, write it down. By the way, remember, your pencil is better than your brain. Did did anybody understand what I just said? And by the way, the older you get, the better your pencil is. And so if you write this down, you'll learn it. Here's the key. Number one, Jesus was baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's what you just saw. The Holy Spirit came upon him. God knew that the work of the Holy Spirit in and upon Jesus, it was not optional. It was essential. So that ought to begin saying something to you. That's why when we see from the biblical record, when you see Jesus, up to this point, he's 30. There are zero miracles, healings, and deliverance by Jesus. Up to this point, zero, none. He didn't operate in that power until he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, so everything you're going to see Jesus do from here till we finish the book of Luke, his whole life, the next basically three years, three and a half years, everything you're going to see that Jesus did, he did not do it because he was God. He did it because he was a man filled with the Holy Spirit. That ought to shout volumes to you and to me. Jesus could never accomplish what God sent him to do without being baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. You and I can never accomplish what God wants for us because of the same exact thing that we need, to be baptized and filled with the Spirit. Now scoot over to chapter 4. Luke, you're right there. Look at verse 1. Second thing, and I want you on this verse to circle a couple words in your Bible. It's okay. It's good to circle and write in your Bible. Here it is. Jesus circle this word, full, full of the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan. Here's what you want to write on the overhead. Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit, and we use that term full, and it means a number of things. I put up there this morning, controlled by, not like a robot, but sensitive to, submitted to. Jesus was submitted to the Holy Spirit. Another term that we use often, in fact, I did a whole series on it a long time ago, is under the influence, under his influence. When you're under the influence of a person or a, a, well, you'll see here, alcohol, when you're under the influence, it has an effect on your life. Alcohol, not good. Holy Spirit, very good. So notice the warning that the Apostle Paul gives us. Look at this verse, Ephesians 5.18. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. If I come under the influence of wine, what happens? All kinds of crazy things, stuff that you don't even want to think about. Don't go to your background. You're not that person anymore. It's okay. What should I do? Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Come under the influence of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Be controlled by the Spirit. And really, in the original language, it means keep on being filled. Keep on coming under the influence. Keep on being controlled by the Spirit. So Jesus was not only baptized, 
but it led to a lifestyle. He was full. He was submitted to and controlled by the Spirit. He was about to begin his public ministry, and he could only do it in the power of the Spirit of God. Jesus was full, and he always remained full. We will see next week that's not true for you and me. We have to keep on being refilled because Jesus never sinned. You and I sin. Let me share with you what the Bible says about Jesus and the Holy Spirit. John 1.32, then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on Jesus. Remain constantly full, controlled, in charge. John 3.34, for he is sent by God, speaking of Jesus, he speaks God's words, for God gives him the Spirit without limit. Unlike us, Jesus never sinned. So it was not a temporary gift of the Spirit. It was a lifestyle that extended to this moment of his baptism to the end of his life on earth till he went back to heaven. That's not true for you and me. You'll see next week a difference in how we can continue to be filled. Keep on being filled. Jesus never had to worry about it because he never sinned. Now, what do I mean by sin? You and I want to be in control often. So I'm either going to be in the control by the Holy Spirit, I'm going to be controlled by me. If you're married, give your husband one of these. He wants to be in control. But God wants him to be in control to him. So understand, that's our weakness. I want to control my life. You ever hear the name control freak? Don't look at anybody. Just I ask you, just ask you. Of course. Well, we want to be kind of a control freak, but the Holy Spirit being the one. Now look at the second part. I want you to underline and score, circle one more word. And was led. Circle the word. And was led by the Spirit into the desert. We'll have a whole teaching on that next week. Why in the world would the Spirit lead Jesus to be tempted for 40 days and 40 nights? You'll get the whole answer next week. It's fantastic when we get to see what happens. So here's what you want to write. Number three, Jesus was not only baptized, he was not only full, but he was led by the Holy Spirit. Being controlled by the Holy Spirit allows us to be led by the Holy Spirit. You cannot be led by the Holy Spirit unless, unless you're full of the Holy Spirit. That means, as you begin to see that, here's the key I want you to write today. The Spirit-filled life was not optional for Jesus. It was essential. It was absolutely essential. Remember? Remember the word, essential? Extremely important, crucial, key, vital. Now, you remember the title I gave you? It's for you and for me, too. But I know some of you have a question right now. Pastor Mark, I get it. Jesus was baptized by the Spirit. He was full of the Spirit. He was controlled by the Spirit. He was led by the Spirit. I get that. But I'm not Jesus. So, like, what does this have to do with me? If you're a Christian, the definition is Christ-like. If you like the term, which I do, Christ follower, I follow after Christ. What Jesus was doing when he came to this earth, one of his major reasons, of course, the cross, of course, to show us who God was like, 
But one of his major reasons he came was to model what your life every day should look like in my life. Because, see, he lived it as a man, not like God. So let me give you a couple verses. Understand how this will affect you and me. John 13, 15, Jesus speaking. I have given you an example to follow. First John 2, 6. Those who say they live in God, those who call themselves Christians, Christ followers, should live their lives as Jesus did. So you already begin to see that what we're watching in the life of Jesus, and we'll see all the way through the book of Luke, that's my role model. That's who I need to be. Now, we have a problem with being full with the Spirit. We have a problem with being led by the Spirit. Because I was born with a sin nature. Jesus had no sin nature. So unlike Jesus, I have to have a first a amazing experience with the Holy Spirit. But it's called being born again. One day, remember a very religious man, Jewish man, Nicodemus, came to Jesus. And he thought his religion gave him the right to have a relationship with God. But Jesus said some very interesting words to him. Nicodemus, you must be born again because your spirit, the real you, is dead. You have to be born again. You have to have a relationship with God. Now, how did you become a Christian this morning? How in the world did you become a Christ follower? Well, I'll explain it to you. It was all about the Holy Spirit and what he did in your life. Now, here's something you need to know this morning. 2,000 years ago, the same Holy Spirit that baptized Jesus, the same Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, that had a relationship with Jesus so he could be full and led his whole life, is the same Holy Spirit that one day convicted you and convicted me of my sin. The very same Holy Spirit. So I could repent and believe, and become a follower of Jesus. So let me give you this morning some relationships that you have to have before you can be filled with the Spirit. And I want you to write them down. Some of you will understand these. It will make a lot of sense to you. Turn with me in your Bibles to John 14. For the rest of you, it'll be very clear when you see this. Turn in your Bibles to John chapter 14. Now, let me preface this. For three years, Jesus had been walking every day with his disciples. They were following him. They were modeling their life after him. He would convict them when they made mistakes. He would say to them, no, 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 you can't do that. What are you thinking? He would encourage them. He would challenge them. He would comfort them when they were hurting. Then one day, Jesus said this. You've heard me talk about it. I know you didn't understand it, but I'm going back to heaven. I'm going to the cross first. I'll be crucified, resurrected. I'm going back to heaven. So the disciples are thinking, "Uh, okay, you're leaving. Every morning when we got up, we just did what you said. We just followed you where you were. In fact, they're thinking, Jesus set the clock ahead that morning. Now they're thinking, is Peter going to do that? I ain't trusting Peter to do that. So they're they're thinking, how in the world are we going to do this life? And so Jesus says to them, look, I love you. I care for you. 
God's going to provide for you. When I leave, you will never be alone. Now watch what he says. Take a look at verse 16. And by the way, in verses 16 through 18, you see the, the Trinity again. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Watch this. And I will ask the Father, Jesus speaking, and he will give you another counselor, comforter, to be with you forever. The Holy Spirit, when he comes into our lives, he never leaves. Forever. The Spirit of truth. The Spirit of truth. Now, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, watch these two keys, for he lives with you and he will be in you. Here's Jesus' last words to his confused disciples. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So what Jesus is saying is, he says to his disciples, just like I walked with you, it was personal. You experienced following me. We had a relationship together. It was close. Just like that, I'm leaving. But the other one coming is God the Holy Spirit. And you will have the very same relationship with the Holy Spirit that you had with me. You will be able to experience, as we sang in our worship song, God let us experience your presence. Sometimes people are confused about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a force. The Holy Spirit is not an essence. The Holy Spirit is not a power. The Holy Spirit is a person. Would you write this down this morning? God, the Holy Spirit, is a person we can know personally. By the way, as you begin to thinking about that, you'll see in a moment how important that is in your life and my life. So Jesus says, notice, he lives with you. He will be in you. He, him, personal, personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. A lot of you don't know. I, I know about God. I know about Jesus. Holy Spirit? Yeah, he's part of the Trinity. He's God. And you are to have that relationship with him. Now, again, look at these two relationships. But you know him for he lives with you. First relationship. Everybody that's a Christian has this relationship. This is how you became a believer. Number one, convicted by the Holy Spirit. Convicted. Before you became a believer, we learn from the scripture that when he would come, John 16, the Holy Spirit would convict the world in regard to sin, righteousness, and judgment. We see from the scriptures that the Spirit-filled life was essential for Jesus. He was controlled and led by the Holy Spirit, and looking to Him as our example, we should strive to live in a similar manner. God, the Holy Spirit, being someone to whom we can relate and know personally, has promised to lead us and guide us, convicting us of sin and giving us the ability to live in a Christ-like manner. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. 
To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Pastor Mark has taught that the Holy Spirit has come to the earth to convict the world of guilt in regard to sin, righteousness, and judgment, and to live inside those who have chosen to submit to and follow Jesus. Pastor Mark will be teaching on the importance of our imitating Christ by being baptized in the Holy Spirit, to be controlled by the Holy Spirit, and to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us in our daily lives. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurting world a new hope he is giving